Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Shai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it, wherever you are. And shalom and welcome to the one and only Malka Fleischer. Hello there. Hello. How are I you? Would, I would be more cheerful, truthfully. Yes. yes. Um, we had a hard day, though. We had a hard day here in the land of Israel as uh, we started the day with a double terror attack that, by the way, uh, some reports say it could have been a triple terror attack. Why? What was the other one? Uh, there was a, uh, a kind of some kind of bomb bag found on the rail on the light rail last night. Right, last night. So it, it and the attack in remote, I have a sense, could have been much worse. Bottom line is that we yeah. had a, a very serious terror attack. A uh, dozen Coordinated people are double terror attack. Right, uh, a dozen people are seriously injured. Right, and one a sixteen-year-old. Murdered, unbelievable, and uh, just it was just like not only that, but the type of terror attack, the bomb terror yeah, attack, yeah. that has not been around for a while. Right. That means that the Shabak, the the GSS, the the security services, missed something. Right, and uh, and you know you could you could so called blame them, or you could be like, there's a ton of terror around us, and uh, you can't get everything, and so you know, and and I, I went to Twitter, you know, which is like my. Uh, my psychologist, you know, where you let out stuff publicly. Yeah. And I just wrote like, we're surrounded with jihadist neo-Nazi terror. <laughs> that's that's the reality. And it's and it's here and there's many no-go zones in our land and it's full of vile, sick, blood-curdling, anti-Jewish, anti-Israel, Nazi-like ideology that is that is that is footsteps away from where you and I are sitting right now. Right. I mean, our our good friend Rabbi Uri Pilchowski his daughter was miraculously spared in this terror attack. She came out with just a scratch. Right. You know, but I, I talked to some people today, Ishai, because you and I, you grew up in Israel for some years, and then you, you, then you grew up some years in America, and then you came back to Israel. We came back to Israel together after you served the... Anyway, it's a long story for people yeah, who know. Okay. So we came back to Israel together um, in 2003. And 2003 was at the very end, I would say, of this certain type of terrorism, which was it's like hard intifada. to even talk about. It was, it was bus bombing. Right, the bus bombing of the second intifada. Right. And we came at the very end of that. In fact, I remember as, I, as this attack occurred today at the bus stop, I was taken back to those times a little bit. And I remembered how I used to see like suspicious person get on the bus and then you like get off the bus. And there were like multiple times where I would get off a bus mm -hmm. um, because somebody would come on that looked not right to me. Right. Um, and thank God I was never on a bus that uh, that was attacked. So all, all of those times I was wrong. Thank God. But I talked to a few people today who lived through that whole period, mm -hmm. the, the whole period of the Second Antifada with, with the most gruesome and horrific terror attacks. And they all agreed that this... We've this is not our first terror attack, okay? We've had terror attacks uh recently. We, right? all, Where we Jews, all agreed that this what? But this terror attack took people back to a darker time. Right. To a time when things were much more uncertain, where terrorism was really grisly and um and each attack was like highly impactful with multiple, multiple casualties, God forbid. I talked to a few people who told me that they like felt extra stressed. I mean, everyone feels stressed after a terror attack and everyone feels enraged and everyone feels sad and everyone feels nervous, frankly, for themselves that they shouldn't be the next target. God forbid. Can you imagine that we live with that? What we do. 
I mean, I mean, I, I want to say something. But, uh, but this particular kind of attack made people extra scared because of what they had been through in the Second Intifada. Recently, uh, I was helping uh, Magen David Adom get an ambulance to Hebron. Yeah. And I was dealing with that. Still dealing with that, actually. Good to remember. Uh, but we're like, but we need bulletproof ambulances. Because our ambulances are targeted oftentimes. Right. Now, please say that to yourself right, one like time slowly. Say that, yeah. We need a bulletproof ambulance. Because a regular ambulance is not safe enough. Right. It's, a, it's targeted. They shoot at the ambulances. Right, because it's got a big Jewish red star on it. Anyway, so, yeah. So, you know, I also had another thing. Th- this week, uh, so, somebody sent me, my good buddy Baruch sent me, you know, a funny gif, jif, whatever it's called, the... Mm-hmm. Uh, just a funny, just a funny, you know, picture which said like, you is know, that a meme, you mean? Or a meme, whatever it is. It was just like a picture, and it's like, you know, it's it, you know, it's a long week when already Tuesday is hard, and this, you know, today was Wednesday, and then he's like, he sees a guy walking into a bar, and the guy says, you know, he goes into a restaurant, and he says, give me a whiskey. They're like, sir, this is a McDonald's. He goes, okay, so give me a McWhiskey. And the reason I say this is because it was like it was one of these weeks. The whole week has been a little bit tricky. It really started with. Our amazing, unbelievable Shabbat. We had an unbelievable Shabbat Chaye Sarah with 40,000 people. 40,000 people. And you just saw people praying. And you saw people at Vatican, the, the early prayer at 5.15 in the morning. And you saw people eating. And you saw people singing. And you saw people sleeping in every funny way in the world. Every funny constellation you can imagine. And there was chemical bathrooms. And there was free food. And there was uh, 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 tours and revelry and all kinds of stuff. And there was also about, at first I thought it was less, but at the end it turns out about out of 40,000 people, there was about 200 who were more prone towards violence against Arabs, violence against our army, drunkenness, um, and, and miscreant behavior. Okay, and, but we have that, by the way, every Shabbat Chayesarah, because some people come there to Hebron to, like, as we say in Hebrew, lit parek, to, to kind of release. And but we still, and I saw some of the stuff and it was not pretty, but mostly Shabbat was gorgeous. We had our new brand new guest house and we had the, the VIPs in there and the Knesset members and we had the, uh, the, the new Goodnick Center with, with beautiful windows onto the Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs. It was just magical. But Saturday night, the media went into action and they turned the whole story on its head and turned it into... This big, um, uh, you know, conflict between Jews and Arabs and hooligan Jews and and the settlers are going crazy and all kinds of stuff like that. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not the Shabbat that I was at at all. And um, frankly, I've had a few media wins in my life. This was a media loss. Mm. This was like, uh, lost that one. Right. And and our our family members from America were like, Wall Street Journal says that uh, you know it was a it was a big disgusting Shabbat that you guys had over there, and we're like, no no, it was actually beautiful. Here's a video. They're like, but you know, Wall Street Journal, that's you know, come on, that's fair and accurate reporting. I mean, they weren't and there. And we're like, we're literally we yeah. were looking at it. Right, we were there, and the Wall Street Journal was niyat there. Yeah, okay? not there, not. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, it was just so that's that. So then what happened was, again, you know, Wall Street Journal and Times of Israel. And so it's like, 
we had beauty with a tad of not beauty turned into an image of ickiness as, of course, I have explained before and explain again, this is exactly, exactly, almost to the point of what Bilam says to, to Balak. He sa- Balak says to Bilam, he says to him, excuse me, he says, the king Balak says to, to the prophet Bilam, he says to him, let me take you just to see the edge of the people and then you'll be able to curse them. That's the media's trick. They take a little thing and instead of seeing the beauty of Ohale Yaakov, of all the tents of, of Jacob, and seeing the beauty, how beautiful it was, how, how, how goodly your tents are, they saw this edge and that's what they reported and that's what they cursed us and turned into a reality. So that was day one and also the Israeli media did a number. By the way, I must say, it was also Prime Minister, uh, acting Prime Minister, Yair Lapid. Lapid, and it was also, uh, uh, what's his name, Benny Gantz, and also Defense Minister, and also the head of the army. They all made these statements. I can go into more of this stuff, but I can't. So bottom line is that it, the week started like, instead of a blessing, it was, it was, it was, it was brought out like a curse. And, and instead of blessing the Jewish people for the rights of the Jewish people in Hebron and the, in the Jewish heartland, it was brought out like this in this in this dark way, and now this attack on 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 Wednesday today this morning. So it's it's been one of those weeks where you're slogging through it a little bit. Thankfully, you made some great chicken soup this week that you know gave me a little bit of health. And 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 you know Am Yisrael Chai, but of course Am Yisrael does live as a nation, but individually we sometimes take these these horrible losses. Well, we took such a loss today. And you know what happened to me today, Malka? And I'll, I'll let you get back in the mic in a second. One last thing. I was doing some writing today. And sometimes when I'm writing, I need a little pick-me-up. So I needed to put on some music. So I put on the music of The Last of the Mohicans. Mistake. Mistake. Because suddenly I had such a, a like a, a, a release of tears. They call it crying. And I <laughs> like, And I was just like... Because that 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 it's so it's so like, you know, it's like the the battle, the battle for what's just and right, the loss, you know, the, that it doesn't always work out. And it was just like, I I can't explain it, but like the 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 murder today, the attacks, the efforts to to do be- to do good for for Am Israel, the 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 many ups and downs of the whole thing, and that music just it just like it just came together and it was just like, uh, you know, just uh, you know. Anyway, go ahead, mommy. Sorry. Well, it's a volatile time. It's okay, Isha. It's it's hard to like be a pizzazzy podcast professional right now. <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to be a pizzazzy podcast professional. Yeah, it's but just, the three P's doesn't always work. It's uh, it, honest to goodness, it was a hard day. Sixteen-year-old Arya Shupak was on his way to go learn Torah this morning, mm. and his mommy thought that he was out like being awesome and winning the day, and now he's in the ground. In the land of Israel, buried in Har Menuchot. Yep. Um, it's just there's no words for it. What do you? What are we supposed to say? It's like, what am I supposed to smash my my microphone on the ground and just burst out of here? Or, or am I supposed to uh, talk about tragic loss? Am I supposed to talk about uh, you know, the evils of terrorism? It's like we've done this before. Right. Right. Quite right. Quite right. We've done this before. It's um, it's gonna take. It's going to take a major um, attitude change on our part. It's possible that we're going to get a little help, actually. 
um, uh, through another very disturbing occurrence um, that happened in Janine also yesterday. Um, Tiran Farrow, who just was supposed to turn 18, I think it was his birthday yesterday or today or tomorrow, something like that. At just 18 years old. He's he was a Druze. Druze. He was in some kind of like a car accident or something. Well, the Druze do a lot of their shopping, dentistry, and other things in these Arab right, towns. Right, because they can, because it's, it's fine. Cause, and because they they're, not, they're not under personal threat, right? Because right. they're, they're not, because the difference between a Druze with Israeli citizenship and a Jew with Israeli citizenship is only one thing. And it's not the Israeli citizenship. It's right. the fact that a Jew is a Jew, and that's the that's why we're facing this terrorism. Right. Not because we're Israeli. Anyway, so uh, so he was in some kind of like a major accident, and he went into the hospital in Janine, and he was on like major machines, some kind of life life support machines. He had injuries in a lung, or multiple lungs, and he had, or both lungs, and he had a, an injury in his liver, and he was on life support machines. Come in, Hamas terrorists it's unclear what they were thinking and what their what their precise motivation was whether they thought that he was a jew whether they just wanted to take an israeli whether they thought that maybe he was um a service age and that he was in the idf it's unclear what they thought but he was on life support machines the parents are there or the father at least is there at the bedside of this kid Hamas terrorists come inside. It's like you can't make this stuff up. They they rip him out of the machines and they drag his body away. He dies. We don't know. We assume he dies. We assume he di- we assume he dies. They took him away. They took him away. No, I mean he was on life support, so one can only r- logically assume that he did not survive that. But he was alive when they took him. Mm-hmm. That's the maybe you read uh, earlier reports, Ishai, that just said that they took a body. It was not a body; no, they I, took a living person. Right, but I thought they somehow verified that he did die. I but don't in know. any case, I don't know. But uh, but they took this person anyway. So the Druze community, which I I wish I knew, actually should have looked it up before the show. I don't know what the exact population is here in I think Israel. It's like forty thousand. But it's a significant population. I think it's like forty thousand. I think. I I would think it would be even more than that. Mm, I'll look it up. But um. The Druze population is so enraged. See, they don't carry around the like Nebi guilt complex with. What, what does Nebi mean? Um, how would you describe Nebi? Should I like? Well, I would first use the the full word. Nebulizer. No, Nebach. Oh, Nebach. Nebach, yeah. Like a Nebach a, is a miscan, right? Like a, a kind of losery. <laughs> right. Uh, attitude of of uh, capitulation oh, and apologetics. I, I'm sorry, I did. I was off, and you're right. It was. It's not forty thousand. It's one hundred and forty-three thousand. Good. That makes more sense yeah, to me. I guess. I guess I remembered. I missed. Maybe the you were thinking yeah. of something else. Yeah. Anyway, so one hundred forty-three thousand. So the troops. community is so outraged by this horrific injustice and the murder, basically, of a child, or a, definitely a young adult, right? Right. Who who literally did nothing to anyone. Right. But they're not like. We the we 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 expect yeah we the demand to, yeah we yeah, demand we expect the police to do its duty and I'm gonna write a letter to the editor right sadly they do not believe that the police will do anything because the police won't do anything okay so both of those facts are sad so well, let's not that don't, I, I, that's a little they, unfair let's put it this okay. way it's, they they would like to take a more active they, measure okay fine. Middle East style fine the Druze are so outraged that they basically are like if you don't bring back this boy to us 
we're possibly dead. But if you don't give him back, we are coming in and we're flipping getting him. Now, the Druze are a warrior people. And know. many of them serve in the IDF. Right. They know. It's not like just a, and then the police. you know, a, and sheep, then the police. a sheep grazing people who gently live on the hillside. Okay. They know about warfare. They are strong and they are very, very proud. And they are not going to just let something happen to this to this poor family that just suffered such a heinous right. and unexpected loss. We, we've been totally acculturated to like being like, oh no, they killed us now. Now Hopefully. what is someone? Yeah. And, now what are the proper channels going to do? Right. And then and then and then the the the, the prime minister, whoever he is, says Nasim Yad Alotam. Uh, Yes, we'll, we're going to get those people and we will not right? rest. Right. And we'll, evil we'll terrorism put our, we'll put will have no... Them. And in the meantime, in the back channels, it's all kinds of deals. And listen, give us this guy. And, and if you do, we'll, we'll give you this many permits for this or we'll give you this many tax breaks for that or we'll, we'll provide a funding or we'll provide a favor or we'll provide a cash, uh, cash in your palm or whatever it is. Right. B- bottom line. And the Druze. So I, I have to say that this this story is very crazy. And I'm very, very sorry for the community that this happened. And I'm I'm doubly, triply and quadruply sorry that they look at us and go, yeah, they're not going to help us. <laughs> they can't. They're not going to. They're they're good for nothing. So that is so embarrassing because this is we're like the sovereigns here. Right. Right. And they oh. look at us and they go, your guys are worthless. The, the, the Goyim, the yeah. nations that live here whether they be Bedouin pro-Israel, whether they be Druze, whether they be Christian Arabs that call themselves Arameans, they all, I was, I was on a trip where I met three of these, every, every one of these kind of people, and they're like, you guys are not strong enough. You guys are not strong Right, and they literally the have terrorists. to tell us. Yeah, they're like... As if our whole Torah isn't like, you guys. By the, what by, you the way, by the way, when they say it, they have this, they have this like code. It's a code. It's not a code in the Middle East. It's just everybody knows what you mean. But if you don't know what you mean, it's a code. They go, you have to be strong. What they mean is you got to kick Yes, please smash the, bad smash guys the bad guys so that we can live a normal life. Right, please. Cause you, and they say to me, they're like, you allow the bullies to take control and they bully all of us. They bully all good people. Right. It's not that they're anti-Jewish. And now the Jews got bullied. And now right. the Jews got bullied. Right. Well, so they, we have an interesting, and I, I don't like to call it an opportunity because that sounds cold and detached from the reality of this of this poor, poor family. But for lack of better terms, we have an opportunity here, which is to learn a little something about how one deals with major injustices around here and how one deals with terrorist acts around here. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out. My guess, I mean, if I had to play the prediction game, my guess would be that Israeli um, channels are like nonstop telling the Druze that we will get them back and all kinds of major deals are being made so that the Hamas can give this kid back without losing face and they'll do and get, they'll get some kind of benefit right. um, in exchange for doing that. But if Hamas declines that kind of thing and decides to hold up its own personal pride, then we're going to see something very different than what we're used to seeing around here and something that might be a little bit refreshing. I, I do want to make a, a little con- contrary point, though, that it's important. Right, go ahead. I just want you to know that I saw Knesset member Ahmed Tibi, a, a full-on terrorist supporter, who has a picture of Yasser Arafat in his room. Yes. 
Uh, and uh, by the way, it was challenged. Like he's like, what? They're like, why are you always challenging Itamar Benvir? Because he used to have a picture of, of Bar Goldstein. Goldstein. You have a picture of Yasser Arafat. He's like, but that's a leader of a nation. They're like, you're splitting hairs here. He, we know that he's a murderer, and this guy's a murderer. Like if, on your part, like how could you claim no, that that so. guy? He had no good answer. But in any case, he was saying. But he's like in that same interview, he goes, he goes, uh, he says, um, um. The, the Israeli, this government, the left-leaning government, has killed more, we, w- we would call them terrorists, but he said Palestinians, than, in, than the previous government before that. Like, it's true that this Yair Lapid government and Benny Gantz, who I don't really like so much, both of those guys, uh, has killed a ton of terrorists, some 130, uh, has, has basically taken out 130 of these like bad terrorists in, the, in, their, in their like year stint. It's important to know that. It's just yes. important to say okay, that. That's good. Like, like, and I and I mean, shoot him dead. And there are some right. amazing videos. And yet, this government is not the Druze community is not uh, seemingly, according to what we're reading in the news, is not looking at this government and going, "Yeah, they'll get him." It's not just this government; it's our state. We we we're, we're in a sissy mode. That's the truth. That's the truth. Let's just call a spade a spade. We're in a sissy mode. We have been in a sissy mode since since 1967. So you know, we've just or, since the since the 1976 Entebbe rescue okay we've been just not in a mode of like you know really taking care of business uh maybe maybe you can find it later but the point is definitely for the last 30 years for sure since the oslo accords we have stopped being a a a badass nation we've stopped we've stopped being like that you know what i mean uh on the other hand we do kill some bad guys we've shown restraint we've shown no 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 we we, no that's that that's that's just that's just political political that's that but i'm saying over the course of it's not that we have shown restraint we have been restrained yeah we have to show restraints show restraints show restraint and now that's our number one uh okay maka thanks a lot thanks a lot for telling us about the druze boy body getting kidnapped out of the machines and so what's the problem well the problem is is that now we've dealt with three stories yeah uh, what happened after Chayesara, the terror attack today. It's real. What do you want me to do? Give everyone a, a beautiful rainbow? Some days you you see some stuff and it's not pretty and, the, and people have to be exposed to that too. Yeah, and, and don't talk about rainbows either. There's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> rainbows can go either way, let's just say. <laughs> let's just say that, okay? I'm not going to go any further. Uh, but you know what though, Malka? There is some good stuff out there uh, and it's... It's a beautiful land and it's a beautiful time that we're having. We're coming back to our land and we have... We have hiccups. We have problems, just like the Tanakh tells us. But still, uh, I really do feel like we are. We are. I feel inside that we are getting stronger. I feel inside that we're coming closer to Hashem. I feel like there is a move in the right direction, and I hope that this government. We still got to pray for this government to form. I'm not even going to talk about, and I refuse to talk about the formation of the government. Oh, who gets what? I what refuse to talk teach? about it. Do your thing, and tell. Call me when you're done. And let me know what's up, because I don't want to play the little game of who's saying what to whom, and you're not being fair. You made a promise, and you went back on it. What happened? Who's going to get... I don't want to hear it. Just get over there now. Now, you take care of the business now. Over there, go to the government. you got a few days. Sew it up, you know, and just call me when you're done, because we got to get to work. Speaking of all that, Malka, but there is some light in the offing. First thing, we have a beautiful Shabbat coming up, Shabbat Toldot. You and I are going to Malay Adumim, to our good friends Zevanani, to have Thanksgiving Shabbat. Yes, we a little bit, and it becomes it becomes more. Uh, we have to find more creative ways to do it, but we still keep a little bit from the galut, 
uh, from the from our diaspora existence, and we celebrate Thanksgiving not on Thanksgiving, but on Thanksgiving Shabbat. We have the turkey, we have the stuffing. It is in part a uh, a culinary affair. What do you mean in part? It is in large measure a culinary affair, but it also has a gratitude. And I do. You, I I mean, you can all. There's always room for that. For Thanksgiving. I'm saying like, it's really the the nicest American holiday. And it's a holiday that, that I think that everyone can appreciate. Having a day for Thanksgiving, that's nice. I, I personally can definitely still feel feelings of gratitude towards the United States of America and the good things that I got in that country and the way that country treated me. But that's not what we're doing on Thanksgiving Shabbat. We're not thinking about the great things we got from America. I partially do. I don't. I definitely do. I mean, I appre- I do. Or, Currently, right now, here on the radio, I will say I appreciate the things that I got. I try every year. But, I, but Maka, on Shabbat I think Thanksgiving, we talk about all the things we're thankful for. for. No, but I'm also Mumbly. thankful for the things that I got from that country and the things that, that I learned in that country. Uh, and, they're under, and some of the values that I think that I, when I went to law school where I met you, I knew that I would pick up some values. And I think I said it on the first day when they asked us. I said, I'm here to pick up some values and some knowledge that I could bring back to my home country and effectuate change. Is that not what I said? Yes. That is what I said, right? Pretty much. That's what I said. I remember that. And I remember thinking that thought. And I remember till this very day being like, I went there to do that. And that's what I'm doing today. And that was 25 years ago. It's a long time. I guess not not 25, 25, 21 years ago. Uh, Bottom line is that uh, now, Having said all that, let's talk turkey, okay? Okay. I want to say to you that my friend, Chaim of Prohibition Pickle, has... Oh, I got a little salvation there. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. He's got a special menu, Malka, just for Shabbat Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, okay? And it includes boneless turkey... Roulade? Is that how you... Roulade? How do you pronounce that? I like it when you say roulade. You should say (laughs) roulade. I'm showing my stuffing. Uh, <laughs> stuffed with turkey sausage, studded, studded with chestnuts and lamb bacon bits, served with amaretto gravy. He's got a cranberry margarita sauce, next level cranberry sauce that might get you drunk. Pumpkin maple pecan, candy corn bread is dessert you can eat with your turkey. Saffron rice. I'm wild about saffron. Okay, Malka? S- steamed basmati rice with Spanish saffron. These are words. That I don't usually say. <laughs> and you can find all that and order that for your friends. I mean, you did good with roulade. I, uh, well, we in the army, we call it roulade. Well, how do you pronounce it? Um, we're not. Keep going. I'm, I'm embarrassed now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing my stuffing here. Okay. Keep going. Keep okay. going. I'll tell you that. Okay. I have some things that I wait, plan on making wait. for Shabbat Thanksgiving. Prohibitionpickle.co.io. But, but if you didn't, yes, then you should go to prohibitionpickle.co.io. Moreover, my friends, yes. moreover, I am making a request for somebody to sponsor a Prohibition Pickle package for Zev, Annie, myself, and Malka. What? And whoever does that will get the unique kiddish blessings that we shall bless that person for uh, sponsoring this kiddush on this Shabbat Toldot, okay? It will, that, that's what you get in return. You get special blessings. Wow. Now, I've already designated half of you that. You sound like a very successful and powerful like pop rabbi right now. That's right, pop, pop. 
<laughs> I'm ready. Half already has been has been. I'm giving it to Krista because Krista went and and got us forty coffees at BuyMeACoffee.com. Wow! Thank slash you so much, Krista. So Krista is You're just the best. Krista. You are being blessed this Shabbat Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, that's appropriate. That's what I'm saying. Shabbat Thanksgiving. I'm blessing you. If you, by the way, are an American Gentile, that is more fitting. Okay. I mean, that's going to be more fitting because that way we really will bless. Well, you that. could be a Jew as well. No, but I'm saying like that the nation of the United States. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Right. Okay. The real authentic American. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Don't get me in trouble for yes, all these things. Yes. This is a conversation which is right. going to go the wrong Rainbows way. Rainbows go both ways. Anyway, so I'm saying to you. I want to bless you. I want to bless you, and I want to bless you through Pro- Prohibition Pickle. Krista's already in, uh, and anybody else who wants to sponsor the Yishai Zev, Annie and Malka, Kiddush Shabbat through Prohibition Pickle with the, uh, what kind of sauce is it? Amaretto, Shmamaretto, <laughs> cranberry margarita sauce. Okay, that that is uh, definitely an option. Um, I also want to mention, uh, oh, and if you put in coupon code Yishai, you yeah. get 7% off. Ooh. That's right at uh, at Prohibition Pickle. Pickle. That's, that's right. nice. That's, did that's you know new. that? Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't no, know. No, that. that's I, new. That's special. I, I talked with Chaim today, and he let me know. Great, great, great. Um, I'm also looking at my beautiful Tissot watch that I love so much, and that yeah, you made it a special hook. I made a special hook for to, it here to in my hang room. It up. That's right, and it's like just part of my life now. You love it so much. I do. I really do. It's a special Shabbat watch. You you've wanted a Shabbat watch. Yeah, and I for a while. And I wore it to the Knesset this week as well, uh, and so I wear it on special occasions. And it hangs here on my wall. Just go to RetroWatchGuy.com, RetroWatchGuy, and you can get awesome, beautiful, seven, like having a 70s watch is having a 50-year-old awesome watch, okay, that really runs and really takes care of you, and it's just, a, it's vintage, and it's awesome, and it's James Bond. It's 007 meets... 770. That's right, 007 meets 770, uh, the happiest thing that I've ever been called in my life. Uh, and so just check it out, retrowatchguy.com and check out their watches and see what you like. And let me know if you like a specific watch. I want to see what you got. Put it on your hand and just send me a picture. That's If, if you're going to get one of those watches, I want to see that you got it. I want to see a picture of it. Go ahead, Malka. What you got? Well, I actually have something that's a little bit more of a drag again, but I just... <laughs> no, because there was a, as we're talking, there was an update in the... Um, I can't even the laugh. The story of the Druze... Yeah. Of the the Druze boy, uh, Tiran Pharaoh, there was an update, which is that the the um, there's been a march. He's from a place called Dalyat al Carmel. I know it very well, Dalyat al Carmel, which is it. a big hub of Druze. And I, uh, I spent I spent many many uh, days there, and I know it very well. It's a very beautiful place, close to the Mount Carmel. Dalyat al Carmel, and it's a beautiful beautiful place in the land of Israel, and that's one of the main uh, Druze hubs. My good friend Salman Abu Rukun is from there. Oh, nice. So apparently hundreds of residents of that town have marched and there's like increasing, they're reporting increasing frustration because there's no progress being made. (laughs) Apparently they, Hamas wants uh, the release, Israel to release the bodies of dead Palestinian assailants in exchange for this body. It wants an exchange. I say, I say, we're gonna give you, we're we're gonna give you bodies, of you. We're gonna, Wait, we're gonna make more bodies. I'm not done. Meanwhile, in Janine, hundreds of Palestinians have also marched, in support of the gunman who held the body. Can you believe that? I can't believe they would show themselves outside, 
and they're demanding the release <sighs> of uh, of various attackers, uh, terrorist bodies. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to be with this. I just wanted to give you this update as I saw it. But um, anyway, we're really praying, you know, as Shabbat is coming towards us, we're really praying for a, a sweeter and a happier uh, Shabbat. And our, our hearts and our prayers are with the people who uh, are suffering tonight. Yes, that's right. Um, you know, we can't just go out with like a smile and a laugh. You know, our, we have to really pray. You're right. That, um, you know, there are many, many people in the hospital. Your friend Ofer is still in the hospital. I was going to say, and I wanted to dedicate today's show to Ofer Ohana, yeah. who I got an update about, who's still very much in the hospital. Right. His right arm is not working. His main, his strong arm, meaning to say though, his, his right, right hand, hand is right. not working. His right, right hand is not working. Right, so that it, is it's not, it's not. It's not dead they don't have to cut it off yet, but right, they're, but God, they're, but, but they're, it's not, it's not doing what he needs it to do. And that's, so that's, that's not very extremely life altering yeah. for a person like no, him. And they're still, so they're still, we're still praying and there's still surgeries right. up ahead and, and all kinds uh, of stuff. And you know, there's many families tonight, uh, for, you know, two of the victims of this horrible attack at this entrance to Jerusalem today right. are, uh, are, uh, also American citizens. Um, so America's like, we extend our condolences. Right. And we're just like, thanks so much America. Um, although I know that a lot of the American people certainly really do stand with Israel in their hearts and their, their hearts really do go out to, um, our people who have suffered well, ambassador and, you know, Tom there are Nides. hundreds and hundreds of people who they're, who are worrying and praying and their family members in the hospital and their family members very injured. And they were, you know, these were people who were like up and at them in the morning. This was at seven thirty in the morning. People who were already at the bus station. These are people who are go getters, right? right. Out to go live their lives. Malka Ambassador Tom Nides, U.S. Ambassador to Israel, wrote, Sadly, I can now confirm that two U.S. citizens were amongst those injured in today's terror attacks in Jerusalem. As we head into Thanksgiving, I'm grateful that they will recover. I pray for a peaceful holiday in the U.S., Jerusalem, or wherever you may be celebrating. So then one dude wrote, We eagerly await, Simcha Goldstein wrote, We eagerly await an FBI investigation into the terrorist, into the terrorist and who is funding them including if any money sent from the U.S. to the Palestinian Authority was used to pay for the terrorism directly will be used to fund their families under pay for slave. Right. And I wrote a tweet that did relatively well. It says, Tom, do you think the perpetrators of these terror acts and their families should be rewarded with financial jihad annuities by the Palestinian Authority and paid for by the U.S. taxpayer? Right. Uh, so he, I don't think he responded yet, but the bottom line is that, he may not um, be responding. That's right. That's right. Uh, by the way, if you want the latest news and you want to keep up with, uh, you know, really what's happening in Israel, minute to minute, I highly recommend JewishPress.com. They're one of the best news sites there, and I I, I read their stuff, and I also right, they're very quick to update. They're quick, and I know the guys that that work behind the scenes, and they are just the amazing on people, it, right? And they're on it. So that's JewishPress.com. Sign up for either your email. It's an excellent email called the Jewish Express, uh, and also JNS.org. Uh, which you also work for Malka, right. a great website with lots of great analysis and also an excellent interview that was just done with Alex Trayman and uh, Mike Pompeo, in right. which Mike Pompeo mentioned his trip to Hebron. I was so proud of that, Yishai. Yes. I just want to say, um, and there are so many people to thank in the making of that moment there with Alex Trayman uh, and Mike Pompeo. Uh, a special shout out to uh, former ambassador to the United States, David Friedman, a, a real a hero of the Jewish people, honestly, mm -hmm. in our generation. Um, who brought Mike Pompeo here to um, talk about the uh, the holy cities of Israel along the ancient biblical highway? Mm -hmm. And uh, I was I had the merit to join all of you on uh, Mike Pompeo's day in Hebron, 
and it was really um, a beautiful, magical day. I just looked at the pictures and I saw the picture of just you and him. Oh, <laughs> there's a great picture of just you and him. It's really cool. Right. And um, and now, you know, he in this interview with Alex Trayman of JNS, this, the CEO of, of uh, JNS, he is like he talked about his commitment to Judea and Samaria. And he says, and I was in Hebron and I got to stand between the tombs, between of, the Abraham tombs of Abraham and Sarah. And I thought to myself, first of all, like, yes. This guy gets it. That was the first thing that I thought. But the second thing I thought was, wow, Baruch Hashem to be even a tiny part of enlightening a person of that magnitude and and bringing them closer to Hashem's truth and to um, the, the, the narrative of the Jewish people uh, really made me feel so good. And I was very happy for you, Ishai, and proud of you and all that you've achieved in Hebron and Really, all of you out there who are listening, I know everybody who listens to this show cares so much about what happens to Israel and wants so badly to um, to play a part. And I, I know that you do. And I hope that you know that you do. That's right. That you play a part in this story. And it's so important. And we need you so badly now. Um, I'm not talking about donations. I'm talking about your acts. Get out there. Do your little part. Get there out there on whether you're out there on Twitter or you're out there on Facebook or you're in your community or you're in your house of worship or you're at your dinner table or you're or you're in the grocery store or wherever it is that you are or you're or you're in the, in some committee or you're in some Jewish organization or you're in some non-Jewish organization wherever it is that you are. There's lots to do. There's lots of amazing marks to be made for you. And we really want to bless you who is listening. That's right, you. We want to bless you with tons of success and tons of pride in your work and that Hashem should see you and that you should see yourself um, in the great story uh, that, that's unfolding here. Amen. Beautiful, Malka. Thank you very much for that. Uh, and I just want to finish up by saying, or finish up this segment by saying, behind it all at the end is a faith in God and that faith in God is written to us, the stories of uh, men and women who walk the path of God and the relationship with God in the in the Tanakh, in the Bible, in Scripture. And I highly recommend you get your own awesome Scripture by going to the Israel Bible. You're going to find there a beautiful a Tanakh with Hebrew and English, beautiful paper, beautiful fonts, beautiful commentary specifically about the land of Israel, beautiful cover that you could be proud of with the Six-Day War, edited by uh, Rabbi Tully Weiss. And you just go to theisraelbible.com and put in coupon code Yishai. Bang. Bang. That's right. That's what happens. Bang. You get 10% off God's holy word. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and thank you to all uh, of our sponsors. And I guess last but not least, if we talk about Pompeo visiting Hebron, there's nothing like Hebron, nothing like that amazing effort to keep that, there's a Hebrew word called gachelet, the coal, that, 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 that fire. Is there another word for coal? That, that, um, Gechalim is coal. Yeah, but what's it called? Like, uh, like, like that, 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 that little fire that's still, you know, lit the the, the flame, you know, keeping that flame going. There's a, there's a word for it. In any case, keeping lava. Lava. I'm talking about in English, not in Hebrew. Oh, um, spark. Yeah, the, the, just like a, a little hot coal, I guess, whatever yeah. it is that 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 stays lit. Uh, and that's Hebron. It's uh, it's that original story about Abraham. And Isaac and Jacob, Sarah, Becca, and Leah, uh, the founders of the peoplehood. And you can visit it 
and you can connect to it, and you can support it by going to hebronfund.org, come on one of our tours with the great Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum. It's an amazing thing. Malka Fleischer, I know you got a lot more work to do tonight. I want to thank you for everything and for yes, being such an awesome support you. and strength. Uh, and we'll give you lots of love and lots of blessings. Please write me an email, yishayishayfleischer.com. Give it up for Malka. You know, write me an email about how much you love Malka, and I'll be so happy. Uh, and uh, recipes always welcome. Recipes are welcome for Thanksgiving. And if you have any special way of, of mixing Thanksgiving with uh, with Israel, um, we had Thanksgivinga one year. <laughs> we did. Do you remember that Thanksgiving and Hanukkah um, collided? Ay ay, that's great. Thanksgivinga. It wasn't Hanukkahing. Hanukkah. Thanksgiving? Yeah, no. No. It was, what was it? Thanksgivinga. <laughs> well, this year it's Shabbat Toldot, Toldotica. No, sorry, Toldoting. No, thanks. Thanks Toldoting. Okay, whatever it is. <laughs> How Our, about just Toldoting? Toldoting. That's it, exactly. So we have that, the Shabbat. So be part of it, folks, uh, and uh, check out yishaifleischer.com. Thank you to the Land of Israel Network. I'm going to be back right after this break uh, with a little bit of table Torah for your turkey. Turkey, talking turkey with the table Torah. Wow, um, nice. Yeah, talking turkey at the table Torah. No, don't do it again. Don't do it again. I will not do it again, but I will be back with some of that good stuff and some of that stuffing, the inner Torah. Yes. Uh, next, Maka Fleischer, thank you so much for being with us. More stuff is on the way. All and the best. shalom. Don't worry. The Ishai Fleischer show will be right back, so stay tuned. All right, folks, we're back here on the Ishai Fleischer Show. We had a lot of fun with Malka. And now well, let's go on to some uh, Talking Turkey with some Table Torah. Uh, and before I do that, I do want to thank uh, Yochevet Seidman, Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky, Tabitha, and Lou when we're live for helping produce the show and get it out there. Thank you so much, you guys. I'm so honored and happy to be uh, on your team. And uh, let's keep getting that, that uh, Israel podcast out to the world. And if you're getting that podcast and it's part of your life, please write me an email, yishayishayfleischer.com. And uh, I owe a few people a response, including my sister, Vicky. Not my actual sister, but my like a friend and listener, Vicky, um, who is coming uh, to Eretz Israel, And I did not reply to her yet. And I have to let her know that, uh, that I'll be happy to see her. And if you're coming to the land of Israel, I would love to connect with you. So let me know when you're in town. Let's talk a little uh, Torah. We have a very special Torah portion, which is about uh, the the has it has in it the life of Isaac. Uh, Yitzchak is the star of, of this week's Torah portion, and it's the only Torah portion that 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 ha- that holds his like narrative. Um, and one of, one of the things that you see about Yitzchak is right from the beginning, we're dealing with people who's who in for whom spirituality is a totally real phenomenon. Okay, it's not like, for some people, life is real and spirituality is something you talk about, but it's not real. In this case, the first thing we learn about this couple, Isaac and Rebecca, is that they pray. They're, they pray. And it says that Isaac prayed, Isaac prayed uh, to God for his wife, or across from his wife is one of the interpretations, for she was barren. And God answered back to him, or replied to him, or gave him his wishes. And his wife, Rivka, uh, became pregnant. Uh, and so right from the get-go, we meet people who like pray for things. 
pray for things. And later in this very same Torah portion, we're going to see that when it's time to be blessed, when it's time for Isaac to bless uh, what, what he thinks is going to be Esav, but ends up being Yaakov, Jacob, um, you see that everybody takes it very seriously that now that it's time to pass on this blessing, this very amorphous, very spiritual thing, it's very real for uh, uh, the whole family. This is a, a serious thing. It, Isaac takes it seriously. Esau takes it seriously. Yaakov takes it seriously. And Rebecca, Rivka takes it seriously. So that's very, that's very interesting. Like, like getting a blessing is a very serious thing to fight over. Like who's going to get the blessing? It's just words, right? No, but for these people, and this week's Torah portion, spirituality is as real as any physical reality, uh, if not more so. But it's like a very... Uh, you could touch it. The blessings mean something in that family. The prayers to God mean something to that family. And also, uh, we we hear yet again about a about a prophetic a prophetic kind of moment, and we'll talk about that in a second. In any case, um, Rivka uh, is not only pregnant, but she's pregnant with twins, and she feels them to be fighting with one another. Immediately, she goes to demand of God. Meaning to say, I have a physical problem. What's the spiritual answer? God, tell me. I want to talk with you, G-D. Now tell me, please, what's going on here. Again, like we are so used to dealing with physical realities and that's it. It's like, no, here's the physical reality. What's the spiritual answer? I want to understand it immediately. Just very interesting. Um, and these two sons are born. Jacob, um, who's smooth, and Esau, who's hairy, um, and uh, then then suddenly we 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 get this uh, other story, which is the the famous story of the purchase of the birthright, where where we see that uh, Esau comes from the field, Esau comes from the field. He is extremely hungry, uh, and and he says, "Give me some of this red stuff." And from then on, he's known as Red because he wants that red stuff. He's known as Edom or Edom. Um, and his impetuous nature is the nickname that he gets, you know? And they call me Red, you know? Uh, maybe because I'm Irish. Um, in any case, um, uh, Jacob says, uh, okay, you know, swear to me that you give me the birthright. Again, what is the birthright? This is an intangible. What's the birthright? It's an intangible, and yet intangibles are the things that are wanted in this Torah portion. Give me the intangible of the birthright. Give me the intangible of the blessing. Give me the intangible of who's born first. I want to. I want to. I want to hold on to your heel because that's my. I'm supposed to be first. Isaac and uh, Rivka move down to Grar, which is basically around Gaza, a little bit, a little bit to the east of Gaza, probably. And God says to him, "Don't." Go down to Egypt. Very famous verses. God showed himself to him and he says, Don't go down to Egypt. Live in this land that I tell you. Live in this land. Excuse me. And I'll be with you. And I shall bless you. Because for you and your seed, I will give all of these lands, and I will I will raise up the oath, 
I will fulfill the oath, asher nishbati la'avraham avicha, which I swore to your fa- forefather Abraham. And, uh, and he and repeats, I shall make your seed as great as the stars of the sky. And I'll give to your seed, again, the same, uh, same uh, uh, kind of adjective about the land of Israel, all of these lands, or can be read, all of these godly lands. And all of the, na- and all of the nations of the world shall be blessed through your seed. They tried. They almost take Rivka, but they don't actually take her. He ends up leaving because he's very successful. What way is he successful? He gets mea she'arim, a hundredfold, or a hundred gates, right? And there's a neighborhood in in Jerusalem called mea she'arim. What a great name! I want to give from time to time. I want to give like name awards. I just want to give the name award to whoever came up with you know this this famous story about the Abraham Accords. Uh, but whoever came up with Shmei uh, Sharim as the name of a of a neighborhood in Jerusalem, I just want to give you an award. In any case, uh, he finds that year. Isaac finds that year a hundredfold. Hashem, God blessed him. And then there's this great verse: Vigdal haish, adki gadal meod. And the person grew, and he went going and growing until he became very great indeed. That's that, that that's a great line. If you want a line that, that, that has like blessings in it, just read that one. And that's the word gadol is there three times. It's big. He became big. In any case, they 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 didn't want him any longer to stay in uh, in Negrar. They got jealous of him, and he was digging these wells. And guess what? He was also digging up the wells that the Philistines had filled up, as it says. It says, um, that the Philistines stuffed up the wells uh, that Abraham had dug, and he, Isaac, redug them and called them the same names that his father called them. And finally, he leaves Grar, uh, and he goes, hangs, hangs out in Beersheba, and guess what? The, the folks from Grar, the Philistines, come to Beersheba, and... Uh, well, and they're going to try to make peace. They want to make peace with Isaac. Even though he feels like they kicked him out, they're like, you know what? Now that we kicked him, you out, we recognize that God is with you and we want to make peace with you. Uh, but when he gets to Beersheba by himself, suddenly God comes to him in Beersheba. And this is why I think Beersheba is such a holy city. And I'm so always thinking about Beersheba because indeed in Beersheba, uh, God shows himself to the forefathers. So it says... Um, Vayal Misham Beersheva. He went from Grar, he came to Beersheva. Vayar Elav Hashem, God came to him in that very night. Vayomer, and he says, Anochi Elohe Avraham Avicha, I am the God of Abraham, your forefather. Al Tira, do not be afraid. Kitcha Anochi, because I am with you. Uberachticha, Virbeti Zaracha, Bavur Avraham Avdi. And I will bless you, and I will make your seed many for Abraham, my servant. And then, and then he, uh, Isaac, builds there another. Another Mizbeach. Uh, what's that word? I sometimes forget that word for some reason. An altar, of course, an altar. Uh, in any case, the Philistines come to him, and he does not make an... He takes an oath with them, but not a covenant. He takes a shvua, but not a brit. He learned from his father that it's a mistake to make a covenant with the Philistines about the land. No, you can make a, a, an oath of peace, but no covenant that this land belongs to you. 
Um, in any case, the uh, final kind of segment uh, of of the story of the of this Torah portion is about the uh, blessings that Isaac is about to bestow on his son Esav, Esau. But instead, Rebecca does this trick. She tricks uh, 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 Isaac by uh, putting goatskin on her son's scruff neck and his aunt hands. Uh, and Jacob goes in and receives the blessing. And one of the lines is that is that Isaac recognizes that something's going on here. He says to him, well, how come you found how come you found the hunt so quickly? He says, because God revealed himself to me. And Isaac says to him, you know, come closer to me. And he smells him and, and he touches him. And he says something about him. He says, Hakol kol Yaakov The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And in many ways, this is actually a blessing. It is not just a recognition of the situation. Uh, he actually says, the voice is the voice of Jacob. You have the soul and the yearning and the prayer of Jacob, but you also have the hands of Esau, which means that you can do stuff in this world. And that is the blessing of Jacob, that he is able to uh, get stuff done in this world. He's got another side called Israel, but he also has the voice of Jacob. And he's got that, 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 that prayerful voice. Uh, that that learning Torah voice, that voice of spirituality, the voice that recognizes that spiritual things are meaningful. And one of the things that we saw about about Esau, about Esau, is that he um, made profane and and made light of the birthright. That's not in line with the rest of the Torah portion. You um, uh, you uh, denigrated. The birthright, and that means that you didn't follow the rest of the Torah portion, which mean, makes intangibles very important. That's what he says. He says, what do I need this intangible for? I'm going to die because I'm so hungry. So if you're a, a person who doesn't value the intangibles, the blessings, that means that you are not the recipient of the real inheritance of Isaac, which is the inheritance of Abraham, which will become the inheritance of Jacob, and will take us into what the Jewish people are, which is the people who do sense intangibles, who are connected to God all the time. All right, folks, I want to really bless you, and thank you so much for being with me. The Torah portion of Toldot is, to me, very beautiful, and Jacob, at the end, is going to be running, and he's going to be leaving the land of Israel and going outside of the land of Israel to the diaspora uh, to run from his brother, and it ends you know, with, with a little bit of, 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 of bittersweet pain. He got that intangible blessing, uh, but at the same time, the story, the, the show goes on and the, the challenges of leaving the land and, and, and yearning and striving to succeed and then to come back to the land of Israel will take place. Uh, it is indeed an amazing struggle and challenge to come back to this land, and at the same time, it's a great blessing. Uh, we're living in times of, of sometimes just down route, down, downright downs, and then at other times, incredible spiritual highs. And uh, basically, you got to ride, ride the lightning. You know, you got to basically uh, hold on to the land of Israel and God's blessings when you think you're up and when you think you're down. And be stoic and hold on tight and be part of God's great plan. Uh, that's what you are when you're listening to the show. Please write me an email, yishayishayfleischer.com. Visit my website, uh, yishayfleischer.com. Buy me a cup of coffee if you want to support the show at buymeacoffee.com forward slash yishay. Thank you to the Land of Israel Network. Thank you to the Hebron Jewish Community and the Hebron Fund. Thank you to all of our sponsors, including Prohibition Pickle and Retro Watch Guy and the Israel Bible. 
and uh, JNS.org and JewishPress.com and all the good folks that make great stuff happen. Also, JBrick, the folks that make great Jewish Lego, JBrick.com. Thank you so much to all of you out there. Uh, thank you to all of our uh, 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 sponsors, friends, uh, and the number one sponsor of them all, of course, is Hashem God Almighty, who gives us the chance to talk and think and work and be active in this great time uh, and, and ride that lightning at the ups and downs and make it uh, just a little bit more God's dream. Thank you, Hashem, for that opportunity. Thank you out there. God bless you. Thanks again to Yocheved, Moshe Herman, Tabitha, Ben Bresky, and Lou. Thanks to you. Shabbat Shalom. Happy Thanksgiving. And may we only hear good news and blessings. Shalom. Shalom.